0: The Flight Deck is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you to the donors who sustain the Museum of Flight. To support this podcast and the museum's other educational initiatives, visit museumofflight.org podcast. Hello and welcome to the Flight Deck, the podcast of the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington. I'm your host, Sean Mobley. In this season two of the flight deck, we're taking a behind the scenes look at Curator on the Loose, which is the Museum of Flight's web series featuring our senior curator, Matthew Burchette, who goes out into the aviation world and brings viewers places that they normally wouldn't be able to go. We've been spending this season of the podcast going back into interviews from the TV series that were either condensed for time or completely cut from the show because we just didn't have time to include them in the TV episodes. But we want to share them with you, so here we are today. Now this episode is particularly special because both of the interviews I have for you today did not appear on the show. These were interviews that were conducted with Life Flight, which is a medevac helicopter service that serves people across our region. There's a lot of water here in Washington state, a lot of mountains too. Can't really drive in a straight line to get places too much here in Washington because of all that water and all those mountains. And so helicopters can much more efficiently, much more quickly get people who might live in more rural parts of the state to hospitals and medical centers. The two interviews today were taken actually before we started filming with Life Flight. In the TV series episode, we went on a training day, we went to one of their bases, but on this particular day, Life Flight actually came to us. They were attending some sort of conference at the museum. Outside groups will rent parts of our space for conferences, and that's why Life Flight was here. And so they flew in a helicopter for that conference, and they were kind enough to give us some interviews. So the interviews are going to hear today. Again, never before heard. They're with one of the pilots and one of the flight nurses for Life Flight. Now, a heads up, it was raining on this day. And this was also recorded outside on the airport here, right in front of the Museum of Flight, King County International Airport, Boeing Field. So you're gonna hear some rain pitter patter, which is nice and relaxing. And you might also hear some background noise because there were other people around and it is an active airfield. So there, there's some background noise. I did my best to get rid of as much as I could, but just a heads up. And with that, I'm gonna turn it over to Matthew Burchette for the
1: interviews. Okay, we are in a Bell 429 Life Flight Helicopter, and I am with Rick.
2: You are one of the pilots. Tell us a little bit about this bird. Uh, Well, like you were saying, this is the Bell 429. It's uh, built back in uh, 2000, so it's fairly new. It's super fast, super quiet, super efficient, and uh, all the pilots love it. The crews love it in the back. It's pretty spacious, and we can uh, fire this thing up, and off the ground in less than 3 minutes, we can shut down, have the rotor stop turning within 2 minutes so the crew can jump out and load and unload the patient uh, in a very efficient manner. So far, we all love this aircraft.
1: That is very cool. Now, when you say you can
2: you can stop the rotor from turning, do you guys have a rotor brake? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, so we shut the engines down. We let it coast down to a certain RPM, and then we can reach above our head, pull the lever, and it'll actually put brakes on the rotor system to to stop it.
1: That's very cool. It's like my old bicycle.
2: So, how long have you been flying with Life Flight? I've been flying with LifeFlight since October of last year. I'm one of the new guys. Nice. Do you like it? Uh, so far, it's totally different than what I've been doing, and it's it's great because I get to get out and help the community throughout the Pacific Northwest, and uh, yeah, help save lives. When people have a bad day, you know, they call us, and uh, hopefully we're there to make their day much better.
1: <laughs> this is the only time I really wanna be in a life flight helicopter, when I am perfectly healthy.
2: Yeah, if you call us, you're probably having a bad day, and uh, we try to make it as efficient and quick and safe as possible. Our crews I can hear them in the back here talking to the patients um, if if they are coherent and they're trying to make them as comfortable as possible because a lot of times it's their first time in a helicopter and they're already having a bad day and they're already scared and anxious and they get in a helicopter and that just adds to it and uh, so far knock on wood I haven't had anybody get sick in the back and <laughs> the 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 crews yeah the, the crews love it and so the patients. Now, what
1: can you do when you're back here? I mean, what kind of things can you handle back here?
2: Well, I'm up in the front. I got my medical crews in the back, so I, I can't do much except help load and unload the patient once we land. But up front, that's my office, and I try to get us to point A to B as quickly and as efficiently and safe as possible. How long have you been flying? I started back in 1989, I'm one of the old farts.
1: <laughs> you and I are about the same age, but we won't go there. Thanks, Rick. This has been awesome. You know what? I think what we're going to do is maybe we'll um, interview one of the crew back here, and we can talk about what the capabilities back here are, because that's kind of where the whole thing is. is it's kind of like a flying ambulance.
2: Well, yeah, it's actually even better than an ambulance. These guys have a lot more... Um, Equipment capabilities, and they have bags of goodies stashed throughout the helicopter. And uh, yeah, so they, they're they pros back here.
1: That's awesome. Thanks, Rick. We appreciate it. Okay, we are back here with Andrew, who's a flight nurse with Life Flight Network. So tell us a little bit about Life Flight. I mean, what do you guys do?
3: Our job is to safely uh, transport. Rapidly transport any patients that we have from point A to point B. Okay, and so ba- are, now, would it be safe to say you guys are like a flying ambulance? We are. We're actually more advanced in that. I like to think we're a flying uh, ICU slash emergency room almost.
1: That is really cool. That's way more expansive than I would have thought.
3: It is and uh, our capabilities are pretty impressive with the advancements we have as far as ventilators and other technology goes. Tell us a little bit about what your job entails. So our job entails uh, being a flight nurse, we'll get patients either from a scene call which would be where uh, EMS or we can be the first ones on scene to get a patient that's a trauma for example from a vehicle accident or could be having a heart attack that's out in the woods. Um, other calls that we'll be involved in are what we call interfacility transports, where we will take them from a smaller hospital, for example, to a larger hospital where they can get more definitive care um, if they need to see a specialist, a heart surgeon, um, you name it. So those are the predominant amount of calls that we're involved in. Um, as a flight nurse, I work with the uh, flight paramedic as well, who are really a, a great asset, especially when we have them on a lot of the scene calls as that's more of what their training entails. So we have a flight nurse, myself, and then a flight medic and it's a really a complimentary uh, group of people that we have coming together to take care of our patients.
1: What's the difference between a flight nurse and a flight paramedic?
3: So the flight paramedics, they have specialized training as far as a paramedic goes um, where they have to take a test certification, um... that includes learning a lot about the flight environment how uh... altitude can affect patients those are just some of the small examples of how the flight paramedic and like i say with the flight paramedic they are uh... really have good training as far as it goes with seeing calls things in the backwoods more so where the nurse is uh... has the training for hospital environment not that we don't get that training but it really works out to be a uh... good, like, say, complementary group of people together that can do uh, more concise care.
1: What kind of things can you handle in the helicopter while you're in flight? Is there something that you just can't do other than, of course, surgery?
3: We will not take a combative patient just for safety reasons for us, uh, for the flight crew. Um, What we can do is always uh, work around that and uh, give some medication if needed for some of those patients that may be confused and combative to help uh, bring the situation down. Um, those are really primarily the only ones that we won't take. We won't take uh, hazardous waste patients, for example, um, that have to be decontaminated first prior to this flying sense. them. Now, can you guys do like intubations and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we do intubations, we'll do chest tubes, we can give blood in route, Um, we'll do needle decompression, we call it, Um, first, we'll take, we will intubate, we have a ventilator that will do the work for us, instead of having to bag that patient. Wow, that's amazing. Now, how long have you been flying with Life Flight? I've been flying for a little over uh, three years now, three plus years, best job I've ever had. Pretty fortunate in that I look forward to going to work every day.
1: Oh yeah, me too. It's awesome. Now question, what is the hairiest thing you have seen?
3: That's a tough one. Because sometimes it can be that simple looking patient that will fool you. And uh, next thing you know, their vital signs may be dropping. And so to me, those are the hairiest patients. Um, Some of us, it may be that OB patient. It differs for everyone. Being the obstetrical uh, emergency because you never want to have a baby in the back Ooh, of this. We yeah. have uh, yeah, pretty strict criteria for those that we will fly, for example, how dilated and some of those other parameters.
1: What's okay? Let me put it this way What is the hairiest place
3: you've flown into? Into a back logging road with snow coming uh, up from the rotor wash. Ooh but I kind of thought it was fun
1: (laughs) spoken like a true pilot. That's awesome. That is very cool. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. much. How cool is that?
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of the flight deck, the podcast of the museum of flight in Seattle, Washington. If this was interesting to you, you should definitely check out the TV series version of this. Our curator actually got to participate in one of their exercises. We talked to some other pretty cool people. You can find it either by going to YouTube and just searching for the museum of flight, you can find it that way. Or I'll also include a direct link to the episode on our show notes for this episode, which you can find at museumofflight.org podcast. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you downloaded us from. You can also support our work with a donation. Head to museumofflight.org slash podcast and click the yellow donate button. You can contact the show at podcast at And until next time, this is your host Sean Mobley saying to everyone out there on that good earth, we'll see you out there, folks.